What's good, y'all? I'm your host for today, Simon Voyanos. And we're back at it with another request episode. It is request part 45. And remember, if you want to leave a request, make sure you leave the name, what position they play, what school they're from, and then a link to their film, ideally two to three minutes if there's more film that's great but two to three minutes of recent film is what we're looking for at, at the very least so that we can uh you know take a look at it and then supplement that with other film that we find of uh, full games so there you go but on this episode i'm going back to the great state of texas we actually have three players from the same high school that is high tower high school in missouri city texas and then we have one player from the South Lake Carroll High School, obviously in South Lake Carroll, Texas. And so we're going to go ahead and get this thing started in South Lake Carroll and talk about Benicio uh, Porras, I want to say. He is 6'1", 215 pounds from South Lake Carroll High School in Texas. He plays middle linebacker, I believe, slash uh, just outside linebacker as well at times. Uh, he is a junior going into his senior year, so class of 22. As of right now, he has one offer, at least one offer that I could find, from a D2 in East Central University, so congrats to him. But you know what? Let me go ahead and talk about the things that make up Benicio's brand of football so number one you know he's just very efficient against the run and he shows his discipline every single down you know doesn't bite on fakes or anything like that he fills his lanes very well and shuts that down as well as he could so i love to see that kind of a glue player type of deal there Another thing is uh, he has pretty solid athleticism. I specifically like the lateral quickness. And for somebody his size at 6'1", 215, he's a pretty strong guy who fares well against interior linemen who try to block him. Uh, specifically, there's one play that comes to mind where he just throws a guard into the ground like he just manhandles him badly and you know what love to see that that's just raw power there so there you go um in addition he's a very fundamentally sound tackler good tackling ability there takes great angles he's rarely gonna miss a tackle if he has the angle so there you go and then last but not least here, in my opinion, he brings a lot of energy onto the field as a hustler. You know, he flashes plenty of good effort out there. He's always playing until the whistle stops. And, you know, as a linebacker, as a coach, uh, you got to appreciate that. You got to appreciate a guy who's going to keep that energy going and bring that energy every single down. And, you know, for this kiddo, he, he does that. And that's why he has an offer right now. Or one of the reasons why he has an offer right now. But... You know what? Here's some of the things I'd like to see him improve on going into his senior year. So, number one, I'd like to see him use his hands more to pass rush and block shed. Um, you know, you can never go wrong being a good pass rusher. I know he is listed as middle linebacker, and I feel like that's where he plays a lot, but he also plays on the outside a lot. And maybe it's because the scheme is changing, or he's cheating over, or whatever, and that's just how, you know, it is. But, if he's getting put on that edge, I personally, as a coach, would love if he could develop into a pass rusher, somebody who can get pressure off that edge, you know, a middle linebacker, starting on the interior that you could blitz outside, that's perfect to me, you know, you can never go wrong with that, and so I'd like to see him kind of develop those moves, because we really didn't see any, I uh, don't want to say it's non-existent, but... 
you know, from the film that I looked at, there just wasn't a lot of film of him just straight pass rushing. And like I said, that's probably the scheme. And so I don't blame him a lot there. But, you know, it's never a bad thing to have that in his back pocket. Another thing I'd really like to see him improve on. And this is probably actually the thing that I'm the most concerned about is just him in coverage. Um, and so I'm just going to say this right now. I'd like to see him do more film work there because there are definitely times where he drops into his zone or what or whatever. And he just doesn't play it as well as he could. You know, in my opinion, he doesn't take away options, um, partly because he he's playing his zone a little bit too tight. A little bit too tight at times and I feel like he's doing that because he is playing the area which yes of course that's what you're supposed to do in a zone but you know for those linebackers to take it to the next level you know because I have seen a good number of linebackers who do this um, you know they do their film work right and so what by doing that film work they know the tendencies of the offense and they know like okay if I'm playing this cover two zone cover three zone whatever you know this is kind of the things that you know I should expect in my zone the, these are some things in some routes you know depending on the offense that I could expect coming into my zone and so for Benicio here I want him to do that work because it helps looking at an offense and being like okay no matter what I'm playing my zone so there you go I'm playing this area so that's you could eliminate a whole bunch of routes there you know but then you look at the personnel and all this stuff their tendencies and be like okay where could I position myself so that if a quarterback is trying to look towards my way I could immediately take that um, away from his options and force him to to make a you know to go through his progressions you know, and as a linebacker, that's what you want to do when you're playing your zone. You want to force the quarterback to look somewhere else. And, you know, for Benicio here, I feel like there are a lot of times where the quarterback knew that he would play his zone a little bit too tight and drop that ball right outside his zone. And, and you know, the receiver would go ahead and have some room to make something happen from there. And, and it kind of results in Benicio uh, making those tackles after the catch. And that's not a bad thing. He's still making a tackle, stopping the play. But I feel like there is definitely room for him to get in there and just erase the whole play from happening at all. Because I do feel like there are times where he kind of watches the play happens first and then makes the tackle. And you know, a stop's a stop, but you know, we're looking to get him more efficient here and to just get better in general. And so I'd like to see him really dive into that film work, study those tendencies, those patterns, and you know, be the type of guy that, you know, when you hit that zone, when you go into zone, you know exactly what routes are coming your way and you know how to take those routes away um, to, to make that quarterback uncomfortable, ultimately. So there you go. Um, and just in general, you know, while we're talking about his pass coverage skills, I just like to see him get more active in it. In it, you know, I like to see him in more man-to-man -man situations. There were some times he was man-to-man, -man and I'm not gonna lie, he looked a little clunky out there. And that's fine. He's a middle linebacker that's supposed to stop the run. I think that's his number one priority. But there are times where uh, I kind of feel like if you were to go man, you can't put him one-on-one with a very skilled tight end or big receiver or running back because you know they they would turn him around and so for him to battle that you know obviously just work on that footwork um on that footwork and those pass coverage skills you know you want to get in a good spot there so that you can efficiently cover man-to-man -man, you know have those fluid hips all that great stuff and play that right so 
there you go. And then lastly here, I think this is probably the thing holding him back from being a D1 guy. Um, and it's not a bad thing, you know. He's still probably, in my opinion, he's definitely a D2 guy, a full-ride D2 guy for sure. But in my opinion, his athleticism just doesn't pop off the screen. You know, there are some things I really like, like his agility and power. But I'm mostly talking about that speed and, you know, that ability to just, like, hit super hard and you know cause those fumbles because he doesn't do a lot of that he doesn't cause a lot of fumbles for somebody who should be playing middle linebacker and you know that's something that you want out of your middle linebacker and so i think i'd just like to see him continue to progress athletically you know get stronger get faster uh specifically more explosive i think that's the thing that's gonna help him out you know be an explosive type of player that just blast players and you know make them think twice when they see you out there you know um, a couple weeks ago, I think I did a breakdown on Peyton Ledford. He's a big old linebacker, tight end from Kentucky. He's, he, I wouldn't say he's about the same frame because he's 6'2", you know, so not, not far off from um, this kiddo here. But he's 6'2", 240, and so there's a big difference between 240, 215. And, you know, I don't expect him to be a Peyton Ledford here, but I expect him to be a little bit stronger because Peyton Ledford is a guy that people are legitimately afraid of when they take the field with him. And so I want Benicio here to, you know, really, really uh, buy into that, you know, be somebody that people are afraid of when you hit that field by being an explosive player and laying the wood. And, you know, I'd just really like to see him be a tone setter here. I think he could do that maybe a little bit better going into his senior year here with South Lake Carroll. But all that being said, best of luck to this kid here. Um, I do think he's a D2 guy and he has the ability to play on the next level because there are a lot of things here that he does really well. Um, but just unfortunately, I, it just doesn't pop off the screen quite yet. And you know what? He has a whole offseason, a, a normal offseason at that. And, you know, going into this next year, things will be different for sure. And so I could definitely be wrong and he could eventually develop into a D1 guy. I could always be wrong there. I'll admit that. So there you go. But either way, man, best of luck. And if you're listening to this, you are welcome onto the podcast anytime. So there you go. But coming up next, we're going to cover these next three players from High Tower High School in Missouri City, Texas. Stay tuned. Alright, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. We're going to talk about our first player here from Hightower High School in Caleb Douglas. He is the 6'4", 185-pound quarterback turned wide receiver. So now he plays receiver from Hightower High School in Missouri City, Texas. He is a junior going into his senior year, so class of 20. Two, so he's basically a senior, and he also have offers. Um, he's also a three-star guy who is offered, who was offered by Baylor, Virginia Tech, CU, CSU, just to name a few. So he is definitely a D1 guy. There's no doubt about that. 
But, you know, before we hop into why I think he's a D1 guy, here's just a couple of things here that I'd like to see him work on uh, so that he could continue to get better and, you know, elevate that game of his. Because going into his senior year, he does have the potential to rack up more offers if that's what he'd like. But just in general, you know, I'd like to see him get better and be a guy that, you know, you look at and you're like, okay, you know, this could be an NFL guy someday. So, here we go. But number one, I'd like to see him continue to fill out into his frame and get stronger. Uh, 6'4", 185. That's probably where he's at right now. And that's fine, you know. But playing weight-wise, looked a little lanky at times. And so I'd just like to see him really fill out and get to a playing weight eventually of 200 pounds. Now, it doesn't have to be this year or even next year. But I think that's just a good goal to have by your second year of college, I would say. 6'4", 200 pounds. Uh, without losing any speed or agility obviously if you have to cut a bit more to keep that speed and agility keep it but i think the 190 200 pound range is where he wants to be uh or is where coaches would like to see him be at because i think that would help him you know um that would help him against super aggressive press type of corners. And so, you know, if he gets stronger, I would like to see how he fares against those kind of corners because he really hasn't faced that yet, I would say. And then I'd also like to see him use his strength to get off to get off the line more. In addition to, you know, being a really good blocker out there and being a guy who could dominate corners um, with his strength. And then lastly here, I think having a stronger frame altogether can mean he could potentially break more tackles and be a little bit more dangerous with the ball in his hands. Uh, you know, get those yak yards, yards after catch yards. So there you go. Um... Another thing I'd like to see him work on, and I don't doubt that he can do this, but I, I, I'd like to see him run a wider variety of routes, you know. His route tree was pretty basic, maybe four or five routes at best, uh, but not a game, four or five routes a game. Uh, that's like four or five routes spread out throughout the whole season, and, you know, a lot of vertical routes there and whatnot, and I guess that's not a bad thing, but... We'll just like to see more routes there. I'd like to see uh, more route running and, you know, if possible, better route running because it wasn't bad, but it could definitely be a little bit more crisp here and, um, you know, running a more wider variety of routes requires you to run, you know, crisper routes just in general. At least I would think so. So there you go. I think I just made a note here. Um, need blocking film. Really didn't see any blocking film at all. Uh, I feel like at his frame, he should be a dominant blocker, but you never know. And so I don't, like I said, another scenario here where I don't doubt that he can block, but I just like to see it. And I like to see him be a dominant guy that could put corners on their bottoms and then go ahead and get a, you know, safety or maybe even a linebacker. We'll see. So, but, um, I feel like at 6'4", you know, 180, 190, you got to be a guy who can be a dominant blocker. You know, that's a perfect size, at least in my opinion, uh, for for blockers, that is, at, at receiver. And then lastly here, I'd like to continue to see him work on his releases. He does have a couple really good releases, and, you know, he's mastered those. But I'd like to see him continue to work on those releases and have a, have a little arsenal at hand. I think he could definitely be better there. All right. But with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about Caleb Douglas and his brand of football here. So right off the bat, the thing I noticed first, just watching his film and all that, is that he has crazy long like arms and a 
crazy long wingspan and catch radius you know he's somebody that you can throw the ball up there um obviously lob the ball up there and in a one-on-one situation okay i would say in a one-on-one situation he will definitely come down with it because he just has very strong hands also, you know, it's easy for somebody at 6'4 with such a long wingspan and vertical to just go up there and outjump the corner. Because he does that a lot. You know, he just outjumps the corner, outperforms the corner, and goes and gets it. And you love to see that he has excellent strong hands and a great sense when it comes to catching the ball. You know, you love to see that. Obviously, it makes sense uh, for a good receiver, a good three-star D1 receiver to have good hands. But, you know, he's somebody that could definitely be one of the better pass catchers in the entire country with just the way he goes up and, uh, you know, snags that football. So, love to see that. Um, a couple other things too. So I think number one, that's his like best quality for sure. Just the big catch radius, the hands, all that great stuff. The other things here are all things that he does pretty good, you know, and makes up his game. He's a well-rounded wide receiver, I would say for the most part. For a guy who switched from quarterback to receiver, I don't think this last year was his first year playing receiver, but I could be wrong because um, he definitely played quarterback his his freshman year and maybe a little bit of his sophomore year i'm not sure though uh i i couldn't find the whole story there but altogether, you know he is a pretty well-rounded wide receiver at the line you know he has some good moves he's shown that he has some releases there that uh uh, are in his back pocket and you know when somebody comes up to press him he throws him with a little release and gets uh, gets that leverage pretty easily or even if they're not pressing him he'll give them a good little release there and continue to get that leverage anyways another thing i really like he has great body control i feel like that kind of is obvious with the great hands but you know he has he just has great body control a great ability to you know change midair and make those great catches Footwork when it comes to route running is definitely there. I don't think he has like slow feet or heavy feet at all. I think he has pretty quick feet and you know in his route running it shows for sure and he does a good job of selling the route. Now like I said he doesn't run the widest variety of routes but he still does a good job of selling those routes there and so just in general he has very clean footwork and clean route running um, for the most part I would say so you love to see that. He's also a pretty strong wide receiver. He has a nasty stiff arm in my opinion. And just in general, you know, he, he could be a handful to bring down and will break tackles off of contact, you know. And so he is low-key the kind of receiver that you kind of got a gang tackle. If you got a lanky corner on him, chances are is that he could probably throw him aside. And then you got to throw a couple other guys at him. And so he's just a guy who's who's super strong and is somebody who can break a lot of tackles with the ball in his hands and just be a physical presence out there. And then when given up the opportunity, I think I already said this, um, but you know, when given the opportunity, he does get some good yards after the catch. Uh, I know I mentioned him being a strong receiver in general, but in my opinion, I felt like he was used a little bit more as a vertical threat. So he's just going deep and, you know, being a jump ball type of guy. So there weren't as many yards after catch, I guess, uh, opportunities as as they were for some other receivers on this team and you know in a minute here we will talk about another receiver on this high tower high school team which you know would make sense on why why he didn't get a lot of those yak abilities or yak opportunities but you know when given those opportunities he's definitely somebody that you gotta gang tackle uh, just to be safe 
you know, just to be safe. Uh, just because, you know, you don't want this guy to get loose because he does have some good athleticism on him as well. So altogether, Caleb Douglas here, you know, I love the story going from quarterback to wide receiver and just being, you know, probably the highest rated player on this entire team here as a three star, you know, uh, the teams that offered him are going to get a guy who's a big bodied receiver with a great catch radius. He's somebody who's going to help your quarterbacks get comfortable, get into the rhythm while being, a, you know, kind of a security blanket type of player. And so that's what you love to see out of Caleb Douglas. You know, when you or at least for me, when I've covered bigger wide receivers in the past, usually they're a little bit more raw. You know, the jump ball ability is almost always there or they're really strong. But, you know, Caleb Douglas here has some things here that really makes him to a well-rounded player, which is what I'm excited about. I love the footwork. I love the route running. You know, I love the after the catch ability. And so, you know, all those things I feel like will be showcased going into his senior year here and into the future. So, yeah, but altogether, you know, I think he's a fantastic player, definitely a D1 guy and potentially, potentially an NFL guy. If a lot of these uh, things that he does really well translates onto that, onto that next level and he continues to be a great number one receiving option. So, yeah, but coming up next, we're going to switch it up and go to the defensive side of the ball. Alright, so let's go ahead and hop back into this. Uh, just so y'all know, from here on out, these next two players do not have any offers yet, as at least as far as I could find on Twitter, and do not have any stars. Uh, so they're not rated, even though in my opinion, they should be. But let's talk about it. So right here, we got Julian Payne, the 6'2", 190-pound safety and outside linebacker for Hightower High School um, in Missouri City, Texas. He is a class of 22 players, so that means he will be going into his senior year. And so Julian Payne here, in my opinion, is one of the more underrated prospects in the entire country. Now, with the... I guess with what he's playing and the position he's playing and the scheme he's in, he is definitely seen as another type of hybrid linebacker. But when you watch him closely, this is a guy who could easily play corner or safety really well because in my opinion, he's great in man and zone coverage. I love his ability to cover and ball hawk. As a junior, this kid got six interceptions in a season. And, you know, you got to keep in mind, this guy is, you know, he's used a lot in the box as well. Like, they throw him in the box as a linebacker, and he has to do his thing. And so for him to get six interceptions, even during a COVID season, that's pretty insane. And so um, there were two picks here that really stood out to me. One pick was a game ceiling pick. I think he intercepted it and that ended the game. But basically he was playing man. Uh, I want to say he was in the slot. And so, you know, his receiver ran a pretty solid uh, out route. You know, the quarterback just needed to hit it. I'm sure it was one of those situations where they needed this short gain here and then they were going to take a shot. But, you know, it was an out route. And Julian Payne, in my opinion, there's no way that he didn't see this route coming. It was pretty obvious that he saw it coming and, you know, he kind of baited the quarterback low key because he was, I wouldn't say he was completely out of position, um, but he was like kind of in that, 
how should I say this? In in that gray zone where you know the receiver is open enough. If you're a quarterback and you believe in your arm, you're just gonna hit it high and outside. That's an out route, you know. And you know, believe in your arm and get the ball there. Uh, but it wasn't covered enough to the point where you look at it and it's like, no, it's gonna be a pick. And so I kind of saw what the quarterback was seeing there. And you know, the quarterback threw the out route, and Julian Payne here, you know, he's just so explosive. He like lunges and like he like closes the gap so fast and you know uses that big old 6-2 frame and makes a diving interception to end the game and you know that's great coverage skills you know um obviously you know you want to cover the guy and take away options but it's never a bad thing to get a turnover i think that's the important thing to keep in mind like obviously you know you want to blanket a guy and all that that's fantastic you know but if you could get a turnover if you could end the game right there then do it and unfortunately for that other team julian payne ended the game right there and got the pick Another pick that I feel like was a testament to his great coverage skills was, uh, so he was in man, and what happened was that the receiver gave him a nice little jab step. It was part of the route and whatnot that he was running, and he turned Julian around. And so uh, the receiver was running towards the end zone. Obviously, Julian was uh, playing in the slot as well. And so uh, Julian was uh, chasing him for the most part, you know. And at that point, when you are chasing a receiver, you're not really looking back at the quarterback because you're trying to catch up. And so the quarterback obviously saw that through the ball uh, it wasn't a bad ball at all um, but Julian you know he has great recovery speed he got there and you know turned around just in time to rip the ball away and made a fantastic interception you know there was a lot of contact there and he fought through the contact made the pick and stopped a and basically just erased the his own mistake because he shouldn't have been as hard on that jab as he could but you know with that recovery speed you know um, you got to have good footwork and just be a good athlete to make that play. And, you know, that's a testament to how great of a cover guy he is and how great of a ball hawk he is. So there you go. I think that's the biggest one of his one of the things I really like about Julian Payne, just his ability to cover. Obviously, you know, he played in the box a lot. So he's a very good tackler, in my opinion. He can be a very physical hitter at times too and honestly he plays the run masterfully there are definitely times and you know this is because the defense is well coached as well i think that's pretty obvious but there are times where you know uh, he strings out an outside run and he doesn't wait for the out for the runner to hit the outside and come to him like some you know safeties and linebackers do like he shoots the gap and hits that outside you know as long as the other lanes are filled by those linebackers he gets in there and gets a lot of tackles for losses and so he ju he's just a very efficient you know defender against the run and you love to see that obviously I already mentioned his great athleticism. Uh, specifically for me, I love the vertical. This guy could jump for sure at 6'2 uh, with a great vertical. You know, he's somebody that you got to throw over uh, because he's just a big dude. You know, you got you to gotta try to get the ball over him, but it's very difficult when he has that good of a vertical. Also, you know, quickness, explosive, uh, explosiveness, kind of mentioned that on that one pick on that out route there, um, but that's definitely there, you know. He could change directions pretty quick or explode into a different direction pretty quick. And, you know, that's that's always going to be helpful. And then last but not least, you could tell he does his homework. 
he is very aware of his surroundings and plays with a lot of confidence. You know, whether it's in the run game, in the pass game, he is a decisive football player and makes good decisive plays and the right football plays time and time again. Julian Payne is somebody that you can rely on as a defensive coordinator, as a coach. He's a guy that you look at and you're like, oh, he's going to make the right play each time. No doubt. No doubt. And if he doesn't, you know, he's athletic enough uh, to, to erase that mistake. Just like on that uh, on that route uh, up the seam, you know, he was able to erase that mistake. And he knew it too, you know. So that's what you love to see there. But let's go ahead and talk about some things that I think he can continue to improve on. Um, slash things I guess I'm a little worried about. And so I'm going to address this part first uh, before diving deeper into some things that he could actually work on. But in my opinion, he's a good hybrid you know, player. He's a guy who makes the tackles. You could, he could cover. He would do anything you ask and do it at a very high level. But I think he could be a very good safety um on the next level you know he's kind of a rangy athlete great ball skills you know he's a solid athlete just in general with good speed and uh, agility explosiveness all that great stuff and uh, if i'm a defensive coach i look at him and i'm like okay i love 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 that i could drop him into the box or you know any of these other situations and use him there but it would really help having a 6-2 safety at 190 pounds on that back end to cover up any mistakes that may happen and be an eraser out there. It would really help. And so I'd like to see him used in coverage a lot more. That's just what I'd like to see. Um, specifically 101 in the end zone. I think if you can put him 101 with your with the opposing team's tight ends, running backs, whatever, and he can shut them down. Ooh-wee. Now that's a dangerous football player. That's a guy that you need to have on your team. And so with that being said, I'd like to see him how he fares in red zone situations. And for him, uh, obviously, we're in the off season right now, but I'd hope he'd be working on those red zone situations because, you know, getting picks in the red zone and being productive in the red zone, you can never go wrong with that. And so if he could ramp up that production specifically in the red zone, like, you know, backs against the wall and all that, I, I think he's a guy that, you know, how can you pass up on offering him? The answer is you can't. So there you go. A couple other things I'd like to see him work on, though, here. Uh, number one, or I guess number two here, I'd like to see him continue to work on that footwork and have faster firing speed. And, you know, just have more fluid hips when changing directions. He is a little clunky at times. Now, that doesn't mean he's not explosive and could, you know, zoom out of whatever position he's in. He can, for sure. But I feel like it could be a, there could be a little bit more finesse there. He could be a little bit more smoother with it, you know, um... I think back to that play where he basically got beat, but still made that pick on the goal line, um, that seam route that that receiver ran on him, basically. I, he just, man, he committed those hips super hard, and it took him kind of a minute to flip those hips. And so I like to just see him have more fluid hips, faster footwork there. Uh, I think that could help him out there and, you know, take care of some of those um I don't know, some of those situations that he was put in. Obviously, in the situation I was talking about, he still made a pick. But I imagine if uh, other teams are looking at that, they're like, oh, you know, let me let me run that again and just see what happens. And then, you know, you go from there and you take what you got. And I don't know. So 
I, I, first off, it wouldn't hurt to work on footwork and that quickness anyways. So, yeah. And then last but not least here, um, I'd like to see him get a little bit bigger. Not too much bigger, but just a little bit bigger uh, because I want him to be a more punishing hitter. Now, I did say that he can be a physical hitter at times. There's no doubt about that. But I feel like there are just times where he, he, he just doesn't hit as hard as he could. You know, and I want him to be the type of guy that receivers are afraid of. You know, when you see Julian Pan came, coming across your face, it's over or it should be. And so I'd like to see Julian, Julian here be uh, a lot more aggressive. You know, just be a hard hitter. Be a tone setter, you know. If receivers are coming through your way, you know, lay them out. Teach them a lesson. Even in the run game, if they're coming through, like, if they're coming up your uh, your alley or whatnot, you gotta, you gotta send a message, you know, right here, right now. Now, I love the, you know, tackling and stopping them for a loss. That's cool. But you gotta let them know that you can't run it your way, you know. And, you know, he's a big enough dude and a solid enough football player where, you know, coaches will eventually figure that out. But you know what? The sooner the better. Start taking away options from those offensive coordinators by being a tough hitter. And so I'd like to see him develop into a into a more ferocious type of hitter because I think he could do it. I think the attributes are right there. Right now, it's just all about putting it together, you know, and being consistent with it as well. So... There you go. Altogether, I am really surprised that he has no stars, uh, no offers that I could find of just yet. I think Julian Payne is somebody that every defense could need. In my opinion, I would not be surprised if he received Power 5 offers his senior year. Um, at the very least, I think he's a FCS guy, maybe a D2 guy, but uh, I, man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he's definitely a Power 5 guy, though. You can look at the top end speed and be a little bit doubtful of that, you know, no doubt for sure. But I think there are just a lot of things that he does really well that you look at that top end speed and you're like, okay, that's fine. You know, he doesn't have to have like a crazy like recovery speed, but you know, maybe I put him at safety and he has good enough speed there. I could live with that for sure. So we'll just have to see about, uh, how that shake out but all together you know best of luck to julian payne i think he's easily one of the biggest sleepers in the entire country he's somebody who's gonna get offered here soon and if you're a college listening to this you might as well jump on that so so yeah coming up next we have our last player and we're gonna go back to the offensive side of the ball Alright, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. We have our last player here, and that is Caleb Johnson, the 5'9", 160-pound wide receiver, class of 22, so going into his senior year, from Hightower High School in Missouri City, Texas. As of right now, he has no offers and no stars, which is another very surprising thing to see here because we just talked about his teammate Julian Payne. No stars, no offers yet. I feel like Caleb Johnson is very much in the same boat. He's somebody who should have been offered by now. But let's go ahead and talk about it. So, 
Well, okay. Before we hop into his strengths and why he should deserve an offer, um, you know, let me talk about some of the reasons why maybe he doesn't have an offer slash some things that I'd like to see him improve on or or work on. And so I think number one, his frame is just concerning. Um, 5'9", 160, he's a little bit smaller. Uh, you know, maybe you could even... You can maybe doubt that 5'9", a little bit more there. That's just from the perspective of a college coach, you know. But either way, it's a small frame. And so it does make me wonder how good of a blocker he is. If he can fare well playing outside, uh, you know, one of those X or Z roles there outside of the slot. And so uh, I think at his frame, I, I don't know if he can. And I don't think he can. Is what I'm gonna go ahead and say there. I don't think he can do some of that stuff. Um, play outside, I mean. I think he could probably block, and if he can't block, dude, next year you gotta have blocking film for sure. Um, or you gotta send film to coaches right now so that they know that you can't block. So there you go. But just all together, the frame is definitely concerning. He is a lethal slot receiver, and so I am actually very comfortable having him play inside the slot. I don't care if he never plays outside again, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, but I think I'm very confident using him inside. But if he does play outside, this is the thing that I want him to work on, and this is actually the one thing I want him to work on, and that's just getting stronger, putting on weight. You know, I want to see him be able to fight off the press. Be an efficient blocker. Go up against big press corners and, you know, either block him or, you know, have a good release or whatever and get past him. Either way, I want to see him be, you know, somebody that you can move around the field a little bit more. And that starts with getting stronger, moving up from that 160-pound playing weight. So there you go. Like I said, that's really the only thing I got. That's the only concern I got, you know, height, frame, whatever, strength. I think he can do that easily, and you know what? Here are some other things that I really like about him that will compensate for that, even right now, even if he doesn't work on all that stuff. And so, number one, electrifying speed and agility. When the football is in this man's hands, he is electrifying. It is must-watch football. Man, it is Texas football, and I am very proud to say that. It is Texas football because he has shown that not only that he could burn corners, but he is excellent after the catch. He is somebody who can beat you in multiple ways. If he doesn't burn you, he's going to beat you in multiple ways when the ball is in his hands. And, you know, there are three different ways he can do that. Well, four if you want to count it. But in my opinion, three different ways. Number one, way number one that he could beat you, just one-on-one with the ball in his hands. He has very good speed and agility. He can shake most guys, you know. Great footwork, you know. He has the jukes. He has the speed. He could beat you outside, you know. So from a speed and agility standpoint, he could beat you there multiple ways already. Uh, just, just from that one point. Number two. I think he has a very solid stiff arm that he uses well because he is kind of a faster dude. He really only has to throw out that little jab stiff arm and that'll give, you know, the crease that he needs to to break the play open, to break it wide open. And so, you know, you got to be careful of that stiff arm because it'll throw you off and it'll throw you out of balance and, you know, out of the way. And who I don't know if that's where you want to be. 
as a defensive player. Actually, I, I'll tell you right now, as a defensive player guarding this guy, that's not where you want to be. You have to be squared up because if he throws that stiff arm, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sting just a little bit if you're not ready. So you got to look out for that. And then number three, one of the most important things here um, that make him elite after the catch is that he just runs like a running back. You know, low to the ground with leverage. And he just simply breaks tackles. You know, runs with a low center of gravity. He is kind of difficult to bring down because of how low he runs and all that. And he's somebody that you got to break down on. And low-key, you got to gain tackle if you don't get him the first time because he's going to slip a lot of tackles. And so through those three different ways, that's how he's going to go get you after the catch. And that is honestly why he is a threat just in general at wide receiver because of those three different ways there in addition you know has very good hands has shown he can make tough catches contested catches so that's always a good thing um oh and then the other thing here the last thing but probably one of the biggest things one of the things that is very much part of his brand but he runs he runs fantastic routes all of his routes are perfection i'll be honest with you his route running makes it difficult for corners to cover him there were a good number of times on his film where he just runs a perfect route you know he gets the corner right where he wants him and then cuts him off hits that corner of the field and you know the quarterback all he has to do is just throw a wide open receiver and there you go and he does it a lot you know he's just somebody who's very slippery to to cover one-on-one because his route running is so crisp and you know you gotta you gotta really look at his hips and not get thrown off because this is a guy who can throw you off with his route running and he's just a very crafty in that way especially working out of the slot which is you know kind of hard to cover him and you know he he kind of just does what he wants and he has those corners on a string and just does whatever he wants and then gets open and continue to do whatever he wants. So, there you go. Altogether, Caleb Johnson here, you know, between the electrifying speed and agility, you know, really, honestly, you could just make an argument here. Just between the electrifying football play, you could just tell this dude is a football player. I would not be surprised if Power 5 schools come offering here this fall. Now, I'm going to doubt it because he is 5'9", 160. It ain't me. To be honest, if I was a Power 5 score, screw it. I'm going to recruit this dude. He's going to play slot and ain't nobody going to guard him. That's what. That's how it's going to be, you know. Uh, but I think there are some Power 5 schools who might be a little scared, who have their scholarship uh, scholarships. And you got to keep in mind, there is a shortage. And so in their minds, they know that they got to nail these recruits and, you know, nail these prospects here and really get the good ones. Or, you know, maybe they're out of a job. But Caleb Johnson here is somebody that you got to pick up. You know, he's just a football player. He's low-key also somebody you could potentially play running back if you want to do that. You know, have him run the ball and, you know, catch out the backfield. That'd be great too. But, you know, just in general, I think you got to have this guy on your team or he's going to tear it up for a different team. Uh, and if he doesn't go FBS, he is most definitely an FCS D1 guy. Those offers are coming. And coaches, you got to pay attention to this school here. Hightower High School in Missouri City, Texas. They got some boys here who can ball out and play some good old football, which is what y'all need. So there you go. These are these are those uh, players from Texas that, you know, 
really just raise the level of competition in the entire state. Now, I wouldn't say their school is necessarily a contender, but they got some football players. And, you know, any given night, you never know. Any given season, really, you never know. And so, wishing the best of luck to all of these football players that I just covered here. And if you want to request a football player for us to do a breakdown on, make sure you leave their name, position, and, you know, uh, link to their highlights. And make sure those highlights uh, slash film is at least three minutes long so that we could get a good, um, solid, fair evaluation in. So, yeah. But that'll wrap up this episode here. Request part 45 and... You know, we'll catch you later.